What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cue we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. In the bunker tonight, we've plenty, plenty to talk about. Um, Phil's on the decks, but I'm sure he's going to have a few rounds for us. Of Ray with me, how are you feeling, Ray? Ah, just getting over yesterday's defeat. Oh, it was a draw. Okay, it was a draw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we don't do reaction. Uh, Overreaction. No, match no reaction pods. Because I've, I've reflected on it now. Yeah, okay. Fine. I'm going to the house if we did the other. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Andy. With me tonight. <laughs> 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 James here. James, how are you feeling? Uh, great. <laughs> I'm Paddy. Sell the club. <laughs> FSGL. FSGL. I'm getting printed to me yeah. banner tomorrow. No, you could pull out a deal. Have you, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it's all gone tits up. Um, yeah, as I was saying, I don't, I'm glad we don't do reflection pods. I was fuming mm-hmm. throughout the game. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It seemed at the time we were totally shit. Yeah. Looking at the stats, we weren't dominated in that way. Mm. I mean, I think. We probably played a little bit better than we gave ourselves credit for. Phil's looking staring me over. Mm. You know, no, I, no. I felt we were I felt we were dominated, you know, early on. But looking back looking back, I don't think it was as bad. Am I am I wrong? No, I mean <clears throat> it was it was hard to process really it's in some ways because of how much the VAR stuff dominates and I'm sure we'll get onto that in in loads of detail. But um it just felt <clears throat> from a very very early stage that we'd we'd been sort of brought down to their level sort of thing. We we were playing whatever game plan they'd come out with. We we kind of had fallen into some kind of I guess lulled in some co- sort of trap, and we just weren't imposing ourselves. <clears throat> there was a very small period in that first half where we were playing the ball around. Um, but for 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 like ninety percent of that first half, we just seemed to forget how to string a few passes together. Mm. Um, so I think it was again, yeah, the stats didn't bore it out, but it just felt like we didn't come and play our normal game. Um, and there's probably a number of reasons for that. The international break, um, maybe there is this mental sort of thing hanging over us at Old Trafford, but. Um, no, it was just it, it. It just wasn't right from start to finish, really. Yeah. Look, if, if there's one thing that annoyed me, it was 
our approach versus theirs, their ambition versus ours. You know, we're early on. I don't think Trent or Robertson got forward at all. We played better quality opposition this season, and they've got forward. So that's what annoyed me from we the beginning. You, keep, you know, we weren't we, aggressive. We really like laid back at the beginning. I thought we'd go at them from minute one, and we just didn't. We just sat back and we just we didn't look at it at all. We just looked off from from the from the start. Like so. Um, but I think I, I think Salah was a bigger miss than maybe we made it out to be because you saw Mane on the on the right. He was he just wasn't good. He just didn't get the same ball. And Origi, I think proved he's a he's a sub. He's he's not a starter. So um, I think that that was bad as well. So I think and Phil I think Phil made the point. <clears throat> I don't know whether it was on the podcast or not on the podcast, but you know Salah's. A lot of us were saying about Salah's form. Um, and would it be such a, a big miss for us if he wasn't playing in the United game? Because obviously, he just got after in the in the wake of that Leicester game where he, he looked like a, a nasty injury, but then no one was really talking about it. Like Salah's presence frees up space and and, and opportunities for Mane. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, Mane was 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 shackled pretty well, really, because he was the main man out there, and they they had one less thing to worry about, as in Salah not being there. And I think that was a, you know, kind of, I think that yeah. came to fruition yesterday, really. Well, we had one of his worst performances oh. all season. I think that was yeah. the worst I've seen him play all season. His touch was off. His touch was oh, like it was last was season. so bad. Yeah. 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 No, I, I look, I, th- I think it's forgivable when a team just doesn't perform well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it was as one-sided as United fans or the commentary in particular, the punditry in particular made out. I think United definitely showed more ambition earlier on, but I don't think... They dominate us, and you would feel you, we would feel by listening to them that we are being dominated throughout the game, Paddy. Well, it sounds like after what, eight games, that sounds like the highlight of their season so far is drawing with us. Yeah, honestly, like because yeah. we did get a point, we were lucky to get. I think in the last minute, like I think, say, if we had a score in the last minute of the game. The pub that we were in yesterday would probably be on fire still. The player, <laughs> but say yeah. the place would have been wrecked because yeah. the majority of fans there were United fans. Where we were like yeah, Liverpool fans were outnumbered, yeah, yeah. and I just felt like that. If Liverpool, if, especially I think it was Chamberlain shot in the last couple of minutes. Yeah. That had it went in like the, the place would have been wrecked, honestly. Because yeah. <laughs> like, the United, like the United, the way like the way United fans are looking at, it, I've made so United fans and on. And one of my friends in particular said, "says I think we'll do this." And I actually turned around. And I said to him, "I said, I said actually, I said I think it'll be a, a more a, a tense game than." At what point did he make that? But on the way back from Galway in my car, oh, so, so he, yeah, like he yeah. said, that, and he said, Mac, I think he said, McTommy would have a good game and stuff like that. But he still yeah. said to me, he said, look, he said, Firmino's had been playing on the other side of the world. He said yeah. he'd been playing friendlies. He says when Yandam gets tired, now he watches all, he watches a lot of football, and he said after sixty minutes, he says when Yandam runs out of steam, he yeah. said he might play well, and but then he goes out of the game, which he did. Mm. He did go out of the game as such, and the fullbacks weren't getting far. But the United did play well. You know, he played with passion, and Solskjaer even said he said, "Oh, the, the ref let things go." And like you seen Rojo smashing into feathers, but then the ref is stopping the game because uh, Mac, your um, man Tommy yeah. or whatever his name is, runs into. We'll, have a, we'll have a range about the refereeing <coughs> and all in a few. Yeah, minutes, but like, so. but that's like we. I think we we went down to their level, and I think with Salah not on the pitch, I just don't think we, we were at it as such. Like, and yeah. it just didn't. Um, um, normally, we look for Bobby to hold onto the ball and bring us into the game. And I watched an interview with Klopp, and that's why he said he said the ball was going up. Wasn't sticking, and that no. was that's where we focus our attack from, and it just wasn't sticking for Bobby. It was just his worst forty-five minutes I've ever seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, Ray, do we owe United any credit whatsoever in terms of their performance? You know, did they did they nullify us did, tactically? Did they nullify us in in play? Like, did they outdo us, or was it just as Paddy's saying, we did just weren't that? Yeah, I think it was a bit of both, really. I think we, you know, we we obviously weren't at the races for the majority of the game, and you know, United put a lot. I, it, it kind of reminded me, in some ways, of sort of Everton Liverpool games in years gone by. You know, when you know you've gone into it, you know, the far superior team against Everton, um, and but but they come out like with all the passion, with all the you know blood, guts, and thunder, and it's funny because. It does. It does. It does tend to happen. The referee does tend to 
allow a lot more mm. to go unchecked in those situations. Um, it wouldn't be the first time. So you know, I can think back to loads of derbies against Everton where they get they're getting away with murder and we're getting pulled up over the over the slightest little things, um, and it just seems to snowball. So no, I think look, I think they got their they they got their approach right. Obviously, um, James and Rashford were dangerous. You know, the, the, you know they were dangerous the, the way they were set up. Um, you know, it gave Robertson and Trent something to think about as well. The way they were split out wide. Um, so no, look, fair play. They got their point. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to be gutted, aren't they? Because they can see the late goal, yeah. and when you can see the late goal, um, you know, I, I, I think they thought we were, we were, we were done. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think they they probably thought that we were done, um, and then it was going to be their day. And, and fair play, like we got the equaliser and we get out of there and we move on, don't we? Yeah, I looked. Um, I looked at the there was a thing up there today. It was the lowest Man United's lowest possession. You know, second lowest possession since they start measuring that the Opta thing in ninety two or something. Mm-hmm. No, two thousand two would have been. And uh, the lowest was last season when we played them. Thanks, so guys. What? <laughs> <laughs> but we gave out, we've been giving out shit about the performance from, you know, online and whatever yesterday. And we did the same last year. Mm. But I mean, that will tell you we dominated the game. We, had 68 we, we just, yeah, we had 68, yeah. we had 600 and odd passes, 650 passes. Mm. They didn't. They passed the ball three hundred times or something. They were losing possession. Do you know Just what it me of Andy? A team that's in the bottom ten playing against the top side, score a goal, sit back. That's yeah. what it was like. Yeah. And join hitters on the break. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it was like. And as as Ray like made out there, you know, when you play against everything, they're up for it. Yeah. You play against United. And that's what it was. It. Yeah. It seems like we have more of those type of games where the opposition is just so eager to be, so eager to do something against us. City just don't seem to have Because if you play Norwich or if you play Sunderland or Southampton or wherever, they're playing the European champions. So mm. everyone goes up a level before they walk in on the pitch. Mm. They've all week to prepare. They don't have European football. They don't have a Europa League. Don't have any cup games. So when you play Liverpool, that's your cup final. You're mm. playing the best players in Europe. The, the, the elite. Like that. So that's when other teams step up a little bit. But I think, I think we played it as if, you know, it's United. Whereas we should have treated them with complete contempt and yeah. just absolutely yeah. gone at them, and we didn't. We just yeah. went, so I think the you know that whole oh it's Manchester United, whereas we should have gone no, it's a bottom four side. Yeah, yeah we, well, we played them as a top four exactly. rival, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. As for, yeah, as fans, we built this game up. Yeah. We we said you know Klopp should have learned from should learn from last season how it happened, mm. and we should go play our own game. We should you know we're so much better than them now. The tables have flipped so much in the last ten years. We should be going out there with a swagger, yeah. and I think like that's why we're so disappointed. Yeah. Is because they didn't go out there and s- smell blood. No, but uh, Andy Klopp is the manager. And he I'm has, actually I embarrassed. Know, get, no, I, I'm embarrassed for United. I'm embarrassed, and I'll tell you why I'm embarrassed. Right, that's the second most expensive squad in the Premier League. It's the second most expensive squad in the Premier League. They've spent nearly a billion pounds to assemble the yeah. biggest hape of shite that's ever been seen in Old Trafford. Right. And what annoyed me about yesterday was the occasion got to us again. We were we went out and we couldn't get around our game plan, which was to stick their two wing backs up high and try pin our full backs. We we didn't have the courage of our convictions just to say fuck it and get on and just and get behind them and get and do what we've done to all the other teams, which was well, granted, if they get a couple of chances, we've got Van Dijk, we've got Matip, and now we've got Allison back as well. Mm. But when I look at it, to think that they're putting up pictures of Van Dijk, Shepherd and Rashford out to the sideline slipping getting back up on his feet and Shepard and Rashford back inside and, he, and your man Rashford has to then lay a ball off that comes to a nothing, right? And they're celebrating the fact that Van Dijk slipped. To them, that's as big a moment as them actually scoring a goal in the game. That's embarrassing. Yeah. That's embarrassing for them and it just shows you what they have become now is nothing but a two-bit mid-table side. That's what West Ham used to do to them in, when they were in their pump when they went to Old Trafford and they'd get a goal and they'd sit back and they'd pray for their lawyers. Mm. And all you know what you did, now, all this vernacular and fucking 
this story about them outplaying us and deserving to win the game. It's a joke. They didn't. We had the better chances in the first half. We had yeah. a disallowed goal. We had a, their goal shouldn't have stood. We had a disallowed goal. We also had two great chances that Firmino scuffed in both occasions. The second half, we have a chance before we score as well. I think uh, it was either Oxley or somebody cuts through and they t- yeah. get a shot off. Yeah. Then we score the goal and then we have another chance to win. Do you know how many chances United had after they scored the goal? One. One chance. They cut in, Martial cut in from the right and took a shot and went, went low to the left-hand side of Allison's goal in the second half. And that's all they had. I thought Rashford had a, well, whatever. another chance. They're still, they're still the, the, I think it's the same yeah. chance. Who cares? Yeah. They're both fucking useless players. But they spent 50 fucking million on your man Marshall. They would have been better off buying Mar- a Marshall symbol off a fucking drum kit and putting him on the pitch because they were absolutely <laughs> poisoned. And if they are fucking scum to the league, they should be fucked out. I hope they have two points off relegation, going down, good riddance, out the fucking door, and all their fans are knackers. <laughs> there you go. I'll give, you, give you that. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot where it was now, but anyway, that was a good rant, Phil, and Thanks. we'll bring you in for another rant uh, where we're talking about Henderson. B-A-R. Let's talk about Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> will we give out about the ref first, or will we give out about Henderson first? I don't think you can give out about it. Henderson. You need to give out about the entire team. You can't. I don't think you can single him out yesterday. He was poor, but mm-hmm. Firmino was even worse. I'll tell you what the problem is with Henderson. Everybody loves Firmino, and everybody loves yeah. Wijnaldum. Yeah. Yeah. And they just don't like Henderson. Yeah. So if he does that wrong, or that's not right, it's magnified by a fucking thousand. Because the Liverpool captains of old are fucking 50 foot tall and can bite people by just looking yeah. at them. Is that like superheroes? He's, he does everything behind no, the club, do you I, know what I mean? Yeah, no, listen, I defend <coughs> Henderson, you know I do. I know I do I, as well. I, lo- I don't like to see, you know, this unbalanced, this unmeasured criticism that he receives. But because of that, I, I, you know I mean? I, t- I think he was piss poor. Oh, he was shy. Um, he was awful. I know, he, like, you know, being the captain of the club was so much more than, you know, a f- few words on the pitch. But uh, I, I do think he should have grabbed the team with a scruff of the neck yesterday. Um, yeah, 100%. Like, it, I was dying for half time so Klopp could get them in there. I didn't see anyone visually like, you know, I didn't see Van Dyke, Allison, all these leaders we talk about, are, and Henderson out of them all, giving them a bollocking. Yeah. You know, you have to have it. And I think Liverpool felt like they were under pressure. That's why Van Dyke looked a human. Yeah. And that's a challenge with Rashford. And I think Henderson was off. I think Ginny, it was, we were so open in midfield. You know, but it just takes, sometimes it takes the captain to just rally the troops there and I think his own game suffered because of that yeah so I mean Ray Henderson uh, I, he was he was poor I mean like James has got a point but I think the problem with Henderson is that he, he is he's our club captain but he is a squad player like yeah. as in he's not like our best I think the consensus now would be that our our number one midfielder is Fabinho um, yeah. And probably closely followed by Wijnaldum, but Wijnaldum isn't completely infallible in 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 his game. You know, yeah. there is there is there are particularly away from home. There are times where he doesn't play well at all. But like at the end of the day, like now we we've seen um, Oxley Chamberlain come on, we've seen Alana come on, we see Cater come on. I mean, these these are all these are all players now who really should contend for minutes over yeah. the next few weeks. And, and you know, Henderson is probably the first name potentially to drop down to the bench. That, that's yeah. just the reality. It's kind of, it's unfortunate in a way that he, he obviously became club captain when he did and he was probably a bit more prominent in, in terms of team selection than he is yeah. now. But obviously, for whatever reason, for the, for the you know, for the unity of the squad or whatever it is, they're not prepared to take the the armband off him, even though there's an obvious candidate there yeah. in Van Dyke. I've said it jokingly yeah. a few yeah. times. But, like, people just single him out because he is the club captain. He's carrying that burden. Yeah, no, I think you make an excellent point there. In, you know, in previous decades, our best player was the captain. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we always had great captains. And Henderson got the captaincy throughout, you know, a bad period, you know, Hodgson there and everything yeah. else. And, yeah. you know, at the time it was quite justified. Now we're surrounded by... Off, like 13-14, he was outstanding. Yeah. He was absolutely yeah. outstanding, our best yeah. midfielder. Yeah. Now, I just don't... Like, when he moved from the sixth last year and, and Fabinho took over there and he was 
doing so well he was playing the position totally differently and Henderson seemed to be freed up and he had a new kind oh, of yeah. life about him yeah. and he was picking out passes and everything else and arriving he, in the box he arriving in the box he, he, you know he was, his timing and everything was perfect this season I just think he's been average mm. it's still very early Henderson could turn out to be our most important player yeah. after Christmas you never know that's how football is everybody's entitled to have a bad we're only talking about nine games mm. Everybody he, was very, he was very poor for England as well. He's just clearly out of sorts at the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as you say, he'd probably, he'd probably be the first to kind of make way when Keita starts getting a few more minutes or Rocks or, or Lallana even, you wouldn't all feel. I have a slightly different theory on this. right? And this is like, I'm, I'm neither a Hendo supporter nor a detractor. I just basically judge him on his merits. Right? And the, for me, the, the, the conundrum of Hendo is that he performs to the level of the opposition. So when we played Madrid in a final, he'll come up to the level of Madrid and look like a smashing player. When we played the big game against Napoli last year, he was brilliant in midfield. When we played Napoli away, he was brilliant in midfield. When we played PSG away, he was brilliant in midfield. Right? You go to these mid-level shit teams like United, like fucking Sheffield United, like Newcastle, like Norwich, and he drops to their level. And mm. he becomes superfluous to the game that's going on around him. Like, essentially, he shut down the flank. When, when Klopp moves him out to the right, but even beforehand, he offered nothing down. He, he, he wasn't sure how to operate yesterday. He was completely baffled by them playing five across the park. He didn't know whether he was to go with the wing back. Was he to tuck inside and take one of the midfield spaces when the, when the play was breaking down? And then when we got on the ball, he was offering nothing as an outlet, which is very unhendo-like. Normally, he offers himself always as an outlet and a, and a pass out and a screen pass for somebody to get on and move it along. And for me, again, it just goes back that I think, again, he plays to the level of the opposition. If we were to go up against Man City, right, he's going to have, he's going to run his bollocks off, he's going to get tucked in, he's going to really fucking rally the troops. But, and it goes back to your point, right, he was shit for England during the week, they were playing shit teams. Mm-hmm. He plays to that level. And that's always going to be the problem with, with Hendo. And it's probably going to come to the stage where, a bit like Klopp used to use Milner and stuff like that, he's not going to play him against the Norwiches, against the Uniteds, against the Arsenals, against the Everton's, right? Because they're just bad teams. What he's going to do is going to wait until he's playing good teams and use them in those games because he knows that's where he's going to get his performance out of Henderson. And that's when you need your club captain. It's not against these mid-lower level teams. We we will watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just talk about the the VAR this little goal. <laughs> um, seeing a tweet there today talking about that particular incident. If it was in the box, it's a definite penalty, isn't it? Contact in the box. Say that incident um, happened in the box. On Origi, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure it is if, if if it goes to VAR and it wasn't good. I think the same principle it's will no, still apply. No, just mean, just mean if, it, if generally if that foul happens, yeah, right in the box, contact, that contact, contact means yeah. Foul where we got Mane got his penalty. He got hit in the back of the knee, similar to that one yesterday. Like I, when when things happen in the box and they're not and the penalty's yeah. not given, you always say if that's outside the box, that's a free kick. All the kind of context I'm putting on that foul, I just cannot understand how that's not overturned. You know, VAR is kind of angled towards protecting the referee's decision. Now, Mm. there's no way Atkinson's seen that as a foul because he's standing the Origi side of it. So he can't see the contact. Mm. So therefore, when they look at it, they see contact. And that's a foul. That is a foul all game. He gave similar fouls throughout the whole game yesterday. It was a no-brainer of a thing to be overturned. Now... We haven't been involved in a VAR scenario at all this season, apart from one that was reviewed and we, we kept the penalty. Oh, yeah. We yeah. knew we'd get, you know, a bollocks bitten off. We celebrated the um, the Mane goal, the handball. Mm. Right. Yeah. And then, but I, thought, I just felt like it was going to be overturned. I it felt just, there was something the not together, right. Yeah. It was either going to be a foul or there was something yeah. else. But um, VAR's bits and the bollocks, it's got, got it completely wrong. Mm. You know, and at the end of the season, when you look back at uh, visuals of the ball being a millimetre nearly over the line for Mino against City, we could be looking at that as something that's cost us the league. I mean, that's mm. how that's how important it is, and that that's why VAR is there. I know it's it's to make the right decisions in the massive moments because of the money involved in the game, because of what's on on at stake. Yeah. Now, like, there's been a few VAR fuck ups in smaller games. If there's any game that you have to yeah, use right, that, that technology correctly, the world is watching. It's that. Mm. Well, well, and there's four fellas or whatever, six fellas. I don't know who, like how many, are reviewing that and speaking to him. 
But in the rugby yeah. they call it back. So let's say someone scores a try, the referee will ask, I think the try is okay, but is there a foul before that? Can you review yeah. the such and such, let's say, 20 seconds ago? Yeah. So yeah. Where, where Atkinson should do there is, I, I think what came out was that he said to the to Liverpool players that there's no foul. So in his mind, he's not overturned something that he doesn't think is a foul, but he didn't, he asked VAR to, he didn't ask VAR to review it. Because they went back and looked at it and they, didn't, they just said, yeah, it's not, it's not a foul. But they weren't going to say that. Yeah, and you just it, stick to what you said. And the in goal. the studio, we, we couldn't hear because there was Brian Kerr thing on and all that. But I believe they were talking about it as, is there enough contact for it to be a foul? We need to take the subjectivity of, of refereeing. You know, and it's the exact same. There were Sky were doing it a couple of weeks ago as well. Um, is the, was he offside enough and all this? Like, you, you cannot mm. have subjectivity in, mm. in a, yeah, Tyler. Mm. In a football match, in refereeing, officiating a game, like you just cannot. It's simple. You have to be objective, and that's a fucking fell. I, I think know, it's. A, I, I think it's think a disgrace, and it was a disgrace. It should be more transparent as well. And what goes on, and why that was not overturned. I think we they, should be able to hear what the conversation yeah, is yeah. later on. They should be completely transparent about you it. You hear it in the rugby can boy. You yeah. have to listen to the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's great. It's I don't necessarily great. have to uh, to to listen to it the whole straight game. away. Yeah. Mm. But managers who don't know what's going on mm. with VAR, supporters don't know what's going on with VAR, people in the studios don't know what's going on with VAR. So let's make it public. Let's find out what ha- what was what the conversation was had between Atkinson and the four or six guys or wherever that are on the side of a motorway somewhere in the Midlands. <laughs> it's, it's it's turned into a bit of a lottery, really. But what is becoming obvious has been becoming obvious for the last few weeks is that they they're very reluctant to overturn a, deci- a decision unless it's for one of two things, which is offsides and handballs. Uh, and they seem to they seem to be happy if a if a referee's made a mistake on those two things, but to not correct a mistake on other stuff which just which is just bonkers. But I, I suppose it's just gonna like someone will publish a table at the end of the season and they'll show who's been robbed of points yeah. or who's gained points through all of this. Um, and and I'm just hoping at the end of it all, it doesn't ultimately come back to cost us yeah. the league because that would just be absolutely fucking torture. I'm, I'm all for VAR. It's taken so long to come in because it was so contentious. They had to get it right but it's in it now and they haven't got it right. I think in five years time it'll yeah, probably yeah. be but it's not. It's not. It's like it's not been around that long, and there's all. There's already like I've already seen so many different kind of variations of it. Like watching it in other leagues where there's you know the TV is there and it's <laughs> yeah, being viewed. Yeah, Refs yeah. are regularly going up and looking at these TV screens. Yet we're not seeing. Yeah. We're not yeah, seeing any of that going yeah. on here. It's like it's yeah. just bananas. Feel? Yeah, Ray, you were in. The, you were hosting the night we were in talking about far, and then I did the the pod with Gav on this and had a debate with Paul Little on this, and. VAR is not the issue. I keep going back to it. VAR is not the issue. The People laws. have an issue with the rules of the game at the moment, the, the laws. laws of the game. So the man I want is a clear disallowed goal. The law as it stands, is any contact to hand in the box yeah. is a foul, be it a penalty or a free out. Right. So straight away, I said this to you yesterday as well, Ray. I said, by the laws of the game... Yeah. That's not a goal. Yeah. That was just frustrating, but you could, frustrating. Un- you could understand why it, the, it was disallowed. The second issue, again, is not what happens in the lead-up to the Rashford goal, not whether it's a foul or not, they're only being asked to make, overturn a decision where there's a clear and obvious error by the referee. Yeah. And if you, if you measure it by that benchmark, right, you could easily see how, the, how Origi could be seen to have dived because he does exaggerate the contact that's in the back of the leg. Yeah. And if that happens it's in other parts... the same as Mane did, really, for the penalty the week before. And in that previous. one, the referee gives it, and in yeah. this one, he doesn't. If the referee gives a foul there, or doesn't give the foul there then it's, up to, it's not up to VAR to make the decision. I'll go back to what I said, and I said it on, on the Gav's part, I've said it in here. We have to empower VAR. We're talking about rugby, right? The TMO is empowered in rugby. Yeah. He basically can overturn a decision. It's not a case of, I can't overturn the referee's decision. Yeah. It's a case of, if you see something there, then you're making the decision, and you have the right to make the decision. And that's what we... VAR needs to be empowered. And the only reason it's not empowered is because when they brought it in for the Russian World Cup, everyone moaned that those fella, the referees were getting offside things in their ear after a team had broke and gone down the other pitch and had almost scored, and they had to pull it back for a penalty that was given at the far end. Mm. 
But that's the application. That's what like if there's a if there's a mistake happens and a penalty should have been given and it's not given, it's a penalty. Yeah. Mm. Whether it breaks or not, it's a penalty. Yeah. If it's yeah. a goal and it shouldn't be a goal, then it shouldn't. So everyone is saying on the black and white things they're getting it right. So you said the handballs and the offsides are getting it right. Do you know why? It's black and white. Yeah. The rule is clear. Yeah, yeah. If it touches a hand in the box, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a foul, it's yeah, a free yeah. out or a penalty, yeah. right? Because of the way they bought the rule. Offside. If you're a fucking gee hair in front of the in front of the defender, hmm. you're offside. That's the law, and that's what they're playing to, and that's literally what's been happening. And all the context that's been put in by the news and the television is, well, you need to have clear daylight between them. No, the law is the law, and it's very because you have these lines that can be scientifically identified to say who's ahead and who isn't. If they're able to find which horse's nose has gone forced across the line, and they're using the same standard on VAR, mm. don't give me shit that cameras can't tell. Yeah. And you know what annoys me more? All these spanners. Who are they going? Bah, 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 it's not. <laughs> what way did they go again? Bah, 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 <laughs> it's not. It, it's just the application. And Andy, you're right. What's going to happen? This will progress. I'd say what they're seeing, looking in 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 the, the Premier League and in other leagues, they're saying, Jesus, we haven't empowered this enough. We need to let them be able to make the decisions. They have to be able to make decisions. If it goes up to for a review, they have to be able. It's not about clear and obvious error. It's if it's a if if it's a foul, it's a foul. If it's yeah. not a foul, it's not a foul. Yeah. That type of thing, and that's where it needs to, that's where it needs to go to, because yeah. I want I want a situation where, like the Newcastle game, if a fella takes a corner, and he pulls pulls the attacker down or defender or the, the attacker pulls the defender down, I want the free blown there. It yeah. shouldn't be played on, and we're, we're talking about it as, as a discussion. It's a free, it's a penalty. You cut it out of the game. You know this diving thing they're talking about. If somebody dives and a free is given against them or not given against them, it'll cut it out. Yeah. Because people will not dive yeah. if they know that they're going to get caught for it and get done for diving. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, see, you, see I, I think. See, I don't know where this is how they're doing it now, where the TV screen is involved. Um, and we do seem to have TV. I've seen the TV screen there, Anfield, because I have a, I have a view of it from where I'm sitting. Yeah, it's not used, which is which is bonkers. But I presume what they're doing in those scenarios is saying, okay, the refs made a mistake potentially. Yeah, mm. the, the the people up in the booth, the VAR people, have turned around and said, I think. I think you might have got that wrong. Mm. Would you like to go over and have a look yourself on the screen? Because obviously it might be that they, they were blocked off or whatever. Then they go over and yeah. they correct their mistake because they actually get a proper view on it. If that's what needs to happen to get the, 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 mis, the mistakes corrected and save face, then so be it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. I think, I think they're... Uh, the responsibility should be taken away from the referee. From the it takes the, it takes the completely. Off. And you know what else it'll do? It'll stop referees controlling games. Mm. And getting attacked by players. 20 yeah. players in the rest face just giving them a stick. You can't yeah. know what's going on. Because it's one thing. I think the one thing that the Premier League is suffering from at the moment there's too many referees who are wanting to control the outcome of games. Rock stars. But this has been going on for years. Yeah. 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 Um, Your man was was notorious for it. What was his name? Um, no, no, not him. The other fella, Clattenburg. Alex Clattenburg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex he just wants to be star. He just wants to be the star of the bleeding yeah. show all the time. And he was he was always refereeing context as a, as opposed to what was in front of him. He got completely sucked into context of the games. And he and Atkinson did the same yesterday. One, one thing you said, Andy, you're right. We need to be able to hear the conversations. Yeah. The biggest yeah. difference in both the NFL and in the rugby, rugby. not so much in the NFL, but explain the reason in the NFL when the, when the referee comes on when it goes to a decision, right? Oh, goes. It, it like it, they have to have a state. They have to in the NFL. There has to be a statement on every yeah. big call, doesn't it? And also, they have a real specialist come on the television to explain why they've made the decision. And stuff. Yeah. But in the rugby, they don't because the TMO explains mm. to the referee why he's made the call, and if he's unsure, mm. he goes. If they're unsure. It goes back to the rule on the pitch, and this is the way video refereeing has always worked. If they're unsure or they can't make their mind up, it goes back to the goes back to the rule on the pitch, and the rule on the pitch stands. Yeah. And that's the, that. That again, do you know what's happened here? It's the arrogance, the pure fucking arrogance of football, who refuses to take instruction from any other sport and code in the world. Shower wankers. Feet, uh, fucking but I tell you what, it was it was, <laughs> it was the. I mean, we were on the receiving end of it, but. As uh, you know, as a United fan, you must have been in fucking heaven yeah. at half time. Well, uh, and a City fan, by the way, you must have been. Yeah. You know, Jeremy Clarkson wants fair scrap. Does Piers he? Morgan wants a scrap? So okay. I mean, but we want keep it scrap. So, so, keep so, so, so far that so reason, Boris, Boris Johnson wants to scrap. I want yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the anti-virists are. <laughs> <laughs> they are quite mad. There, there, there is a sort of narrative with them, you know. You know, 
Cork Sport, the Volunteers. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, <laughs> of a certain vintage. Yeah, yeah, dinosaurs. The Bad Friends, is that what you yeah, call them? Yeah. I Try the new big sky burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at a road in the way you're going wrong. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on. Var uh, has a future in the game. Yeah. Big future. <laughs> <laughs> a great future. Let's talk about futures. Has Lalana or Kate got a bigger future at Liverpool? Because when I seen Lalana warming up to come on before Naby Kate, I thought to myself, I'm getting a job. Where, Jack where is Kate in the pecking order here? Where is he? What's, what is the story? This game's crying out for Naby Keita. Saving Lubrication is what I need, Sandy. <laughs> Maybe the Lallana slippier. Is <laughs> Proved to be. Klopp's is, you know, oil him up. <laughs> Set him out. Grease me up, woman. <laughs> you know that so Nivea arm? not as oily, possibly. It's the Nivea. The Nivea effect. Yeah. <laughs> Were you shocked to see Lallana coming on there, uh, James? Yes, of course I was. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. It was it was just like uh, I, I can't. Did you delete your tweets though? Oh, the amount of people, the amount of people who got caught with it. Oh no, everybody, uh, Lallana, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, look, I think that it's, so. it's a it's a perfect uh, example as to why you shouldn't be on your phone during games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do not pick up your phone to give out to the Twitter world. <laughs> about a manager's decision in the middle of a football Andy, game. Andy, maybe these people Nobody think that Klopp will take his phone out while he's making it. And, yeah. Oh, Jesus, Paddy lost in fucking yeah. and the Camden is at the same. I shouldn't put him on. Adam, sit back down, put your jumper on. Don't worry about it, kid. But there are, I don't know what it is. Like Maybe it's just before technology and they were in their wardrobes <laughs> <laughs> and nobody was listening to them and they had no voice in was the outside the real, world. those cloud that came back? Yeah, well it was Something all like those. That. When yeah. crayons were being used for crayoning. Back in the day when crayons were only for colouring in. <laughs> <laughs> then they started going outside the lines. <laughs> then they've ended up running up in people's bum bums. <laughs> <laughs> and that just... It creates <laughs> some terrible opinions does, on social yeah. media. It does. So ban crayons, ban <laughs> ban fo uh, football tweets during games. Uh, Lalana coming on. Phil, <laughs> 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 um, you shocked to see Lalana coming on? No, because him and Love were warming up. I, I, my only disappointment you was kept didn't saying that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I did. The I only did. people warming up are Love and, and Lalana. Love was <laughs> <Lovren, laughs> you know, He was. I'm only joking. <laughs> he was warming up. I seen yeah. him. Yeah. Kaiser went off for a hot dog and everything. There was no sign of Kaiser. No. I wasn't surprised Lalana came on. I said it to you. I said the way he would set up in the second half. What's our options? It was Milner Lalana was going to appear on that pitch. Yeah, well, I thought I was. I thought, up, I thought half Milner. time I thought yeah. the game was crying out for Milner. Yeah, mm. I thought Milner for Henderson would have been the perfect sub. Forced up in that sort of attacking midfield, the floaty, twisty, torny, crafty, torny. Need to open up spacey, hold on to the ball, roll. Don't clog up Trent's channel. Is Lalana because he's never going to go wide. He's always going to come inside. Yeah. And Hendo's biggest issue in playing that was that he was constantly he was just in the way. Mm. He was in the mm. way all the time. So this he knows Lalana's going to go inside. So I thought it was a natural enough substitution. But then again, me and Klopp are geniuses, so it's grand. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I, like was a surprise. Yeah, I do. But like Oxlade coming on, I would have taken Oxlade off and brought Kate on. I would have Jimmy Carter him. He was fucking shocking when he came on. The only good thing is he's doing fist pumps to the United crowd. Now that's great. It's great. <laughs> Fair play to him. He's got a bit of balls. He had a shot and goal. He had a couple. But he was awful. No, listen, I think I thought Lallana was excellent when he came on. I thought yeah. Kate in particular was excellent. 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 Absolutely excellent. Excellent. Can I Absolutely excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Kate and Lalana have certainly made a show for the Arsenal game. Yeah, yeah. The nail on for the Arsenal game. Of course they have to have a future at the club because if they didn't have a future at the club they'd be out the, they'd be gone. The club would get rid of I know he has a soft spot for Lalana, but he, he 
played well when he came on, and Kate had done well when he came on as well. So there has to be, they have to be knocking on Henderson's door because fucking Fabinho and Wijnaldum are going and coming out of midfield. It's Halloween. All round trick or treat on his door, so. But <laughs> 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 well, now, see, like, if we look, we're, we're looking to build a squad, and we're looking to challenge for a title and again the Champions League, yeah. and we won't do it. With, we're not going to bring a lot of bodies in in January. Let's be honest. No. Who who is out there to bring in? I know they're talking about that lad off Leicester. What's his name? Uh, Madison. Madison. Yeah. Well, 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 that's yeah. what they're saying. Like, but well, they, they're going to be too involved to give up a player like that. I, mean? I think so. Yeah, they'll be pressing for the top four. Yeah. So you're looking at the likes of Keita and Oxford Chamberlain and Alana stepping up to to the plate, and they did because we they came on and two of them involved in the goal. Yeah. Like, look. The problem with Kate last season, apart from the injuries, was the, f- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was the fact that he was thrown straight in. In pre-season, we were all excited. We were rubbing our hands. We'd wait a year for this player, and he was involved. He was in the first game against Arsenal, was it? He was impressive. Um, but players like Fabinho, Robertson, who else? Klopp got, you know, it, re- it reached a point where people were saying, Benteke. what's Klopp doing? Why isn't he playing these Chamberlain players? As well. Chamberlain is yeah. another one. And all three players benefit. Benefit massively from, from being bedded in. Being bedded in. Yeah. Now Keita is receiving the same sort of comments from fans. What's going on? Is he going to be sold in January? Why don't we just let him go? What was the point of buying him? Uh, but Klopp is now managing him into the setup. He's letting him sit it out on the bench, giving him a limited amount of minutes. He came on yesterday and gave us a little taste and I mean, I think that's that's the correct way to go about it. Because come January, when you are resting players and we have all them games at the World Club Championships, we're going to need the players that didn't play many minutes early on. And hopefully, Lalana stays fit, Kate stays fit, Ox, and we can call upon them. Lauren yeah. Gomez as well. The likes of them. Yeah. yeah. I, I've feeling Lalana be injured by Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> That's my prediction. You'd be, for, you'd be forgiven for thinking. <laughs> I think, um, no, I mean, like Cater, Lalana, Oxlade Chamberlain, one, maybe two of them have staked a claim to a start um, against Genk, p- potentially. It's a it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because you know we've seen that Genk have managed to already get a point out of Napoli by sort of parking the bus, so it it, it is a tricky one. But um, you say about waiting until January, like I think we've got to start. I think it's already showing now that we've got to start doing some of this rotation sooner rather than later. To be honest with you, you know, mm-hmm. like it feels like City's around the corner, but we've got we've got loads of games before we get to City. We've got to play Genk twice. We've got to play uh, Arsenal in the League Cup. Yeah. And we've got to Spurs. play Spurs and Villa. And Villa. And so, like, there's still a lot of games to go before we even get to Man City. And it feels like that that's on the horizon. But the reality is, I don't know what the, how many games is in how many days, but it's a lot. Like, we're, mm. we're consistently going for it now, two games a week. Yeah, all the way through. Well, all of, all of a sudden, Christmas. all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, if asked, we probably couldn't really see who was coming into the frame, and now, now we know. There's one more international break. There's it? one thing I'd say. So I think the the, the praise of Kate is massively overhyped. He comes on for 13 minutes, right? He does a little bit, and his pass out to Robertson when I thought like. You know, if you see a fella play a defence splitting pass between four players and it's onto the foot of the centre forward and he slots it home and he opens up the goal and the whole lot. If you look at the Keza thing over and over again, which I have for whatever, because I, I was trying to look at where the magic happened. Yeah. And I still can't find it. All he does is he sits on the ball, waits until the United team just backs off a wee bit, creates about a fraction more space for Robertson, who puts probably his fourth decent ball of the whole game into, yeah. the, into yeah. the box. Mm-hmm. And that's the real killer. The real killer up until then was that the production out of Robertson and Trent had been shy for the whole match, I think and that was the corner till the seventy fifth minute. Or exactly, like that. and like that to me, that to me, the, the key there was nothing to do with Kaiser. All Kaiser did was the exact same thing. Henderson and Wijnaldum has done a Toy- billion Toy- times yeah. all the time. What we have to see from Kaiser is the step up that we've been waiting for since he signed. We need to see him do it consistently over more than three games without picking up an injury and actually progressing past the tag of just another Joe Allen. Because that's what he is. Yeah. People don't like it, but that's what he is. He's another Joe Allen, looks nice in a short run of games, gets injured, disappears for six or seven matches, and then we don't talk about him again for six weeks. And there's this constant, I can't wait till he's back. Well, I don't know how, I don't know what his injury record was like before he's coming to Liverpool, but 
I mean, that it can happen. Players can just have a season where they're, they're picking up a lot of knocks. You know, they must be being battered in Melwood or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's biting them out the back. I, I think, think the other way, there's probably a huge step up in oh, course, the intensity yeah. of his training oh, yeah. and everything else. Like it's, you know, muscles get tired and everything else, and you pick up knocks a lot easier. He must have fucking decrepit muscles than he's constantly. Especially yeah. la- like last year, like this season. Does he real with Lalana? Does he? What? Does he real with Lalana? No, Hendo. Him loving and fucking uh, kind of around. Hendo, Lalana, and Milner get like a tree bed thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he always <laughs> leaves the land on the bottom bunk. That's why he's in bits. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the floor. Yeah, yeah. No, he's on the pullout. Not yeah. this week, though. He scored. Yeah. Hendo got taken off. He gets the middle bunk. Yeah. <laughs> the other word, of course, you know, I'd say as well about like evaluate Lalana and Kate's performance, the stage that they come on in the game. Like United were flagging big time at that point as well. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? We yeah. were really starting to be able to pass the ball around, and their intensity had dropped. And I mean, by the end. They were fucking bringing on who was it, DJ Brandon Williams or yeah. something like that. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? They're just uh, a I bunch mean, of spawny regens. They spent over fifty million for every. Fucking real fox comes on at one stage and takes a lot of shots. I don't know who the fuck he was. What the fuck is real fox doing on the pitch? Get up! He hasn't been around since nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, I know. Like, they were on the knees. Like, they were on the knees. The most expensive squad in yeah. uh, second most expensive. It's hard to believe. Randomers. Lads who won competitions after conflicts. I don't know what to expect. You, know you, uh, you might watch Bournemouth against Norwich or something. I know more Bournemouth players than United yeah. players. Yeah, but, but a lot of the Bournemouth players have become house of come from from us. But, <laughs> but there's, you know, there's players in the league now uh, that, you know, you'd walk past them on the street. United, I know, huh? United but players, United players, United players yeah. you'd walk past half of them. Fucking yeah. Greeny Greenwood is playing for them. Like, who is he? There's, there's, there's random lads. Just Ma- random. Mason Mount for Chelsea. I thought he plays for United, no? <laughs> With a name like that, he should be playing. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Craig David's playing up front for United. Like who? Like who are these fellas? And then they say they spent a billion pounds on what? Oh, do you want to check Edwards Willwood's fucking locker? He's definitely equalised. Edward Woodward. Equalized. <laughs> <laughs> Edward Woodward. <laughs> <laughs> David James was there, you know, was, was playing there, as well. <laughs> he's there, he's big hope, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's there, big like you know. Daniel James, even your mate at the bar there with the, Daniel James. Yeah, well, Daniel James. Whatever. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> your mate, you know, you had, you had United fans there yeah. up to that pub yesterday with in James. a fucking David James jersey. Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, my God. Craig fucking David, that's how, Greeny Greenwood. Can I get a bow? It's like Ryan <laughs> the Rovers players have come to life. Uh, I mean. I've never been in the show print of business myself, but if I was walking in the show print of business and somebody came in and got David James or whatever his name Daniel. is, Daniel, Daniel James, Craig, I'm, Craig, I'm, I'm, I'm ringing, I'm ringing the police. Simply, <laughs> <laughs> get your eyes down here, or the fellas just walked out the door with James on the back. Of <laughs> Andy, do you reckon like you, could, you reckon like, you could walk into the United shop these days and just ask for a random name and you think it's a player? Yeah. Uh, Lincoln 47 <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Next week they're all walking around with Lincoln 47 yeah. jerseys because like, we don't know if no idea who they are shop gone. Yeah. Sounds plausible yeah. <laughs> Is he one of those Sounds really plausible. good young lads like, Yeah grand yeah. Yeah. Well who's like who are, you, who are you ringing the police for if they go in the Liverpool shop and ask for a set like, who? See, That's the thing who would you? We don't, who would, we, we don't have that anymore. When I used to tweet, for fuck's sake, uh, <laughs> who was it? Pacheco. <laughs> what? Pacheco. No, last season. Shiravella. Elori. Elori. Cinema Pongo. <laughs> <laughs> but we've not, like, when I go on two minutes before the thing comes DM out, for fuck's sake, there's no one. No. no. Yeah. Just, you know, that we would send people off a cliff. Hmm. Maybe Lovren. Maybe. Why not? Yeah. Oh, but Lovren plays well in the big games, in fairness to him. Except for us in the Stoughton. No, oh, well, that changed that fucking whole season, didn't it? Yeah, you see what I mean? Yeah. Put him on again. <laughs> Vegas got him on our own. Before we talk about um, the Spurs preview, uh, Nike and New Balance are in court for the second week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phil, have you been following it? You're a tight second week, is it? I actually have. Sorry, I yeah. have. I have. And I'm amazed at the whole story. I genuinely am. 
Can I talk about it? He looks now about as full of energy as a packet of quality. No, I can't. You broke the news. You balance seem to be the biggest bunch of fucking jokers going there. This is the problem, though. James, uh, this is the problem. On a strict contractual basis, on a very strict contractual basis, if you get down to the letter of the law in terms of what it's looking at, right, New Balance have an ability to match the Nike contract of £29 million a season. Okay, on a yeah. very strict. Uh, if you look at the con- the clause that was in the con- the original contract with Liverpool on the matching clause that was there to match mm-hmm. any offer that came in from other thing, what Nike and Liverpool are trying to prove here is that this contract isn't just about the baseline yeah. twenty nine million figure; it's about the additionality that sits there. Right. Yeah. What people don't realise, and I was, I was telling the lads yesterday in, 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 in a clearer moment yeah. on this, right, is that this contract in football terms is completely different to how we normally have. And this is mm. this goes back to the original Air Jordan contract in 1983 when he comes out of the draft, right, and he, he agrees to sign with Nike. Up until then, players got a baseline figure and that was it, right? Yeah. So um, I think it was... Uh, it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar signed with Adidas for what was then a record amount of $400,000, right? So that was the first contract, that, the big contract that happens. What Jordan's done is where the difference between Jordan to all the rest was that he agreed a 20% percentage of all future merchandise and sales. The Air Jordan brand now turns over $3.5 billion per annum. Per annum. Mm. Kanye West's Yeezy brand for Adidas turns over $1.5 billion per annum. The Liverpool deal, in its its very basic element, if you take our current short, short sales... Add 10% onto it with the Nike contract. It's not 29 million, it's 67 million dollars. And that's before we sell a training top, a training pair of shorts, any additionality in terms of jackets or anything like that. So is it 20% of sales, jersey sales are all no, merch, this is the whole thing. It's merchandising. Right. So if you turn brand LFC into the New York Yankees, into yeah. the Red Sox, into the Air Jordan brand and make it a brand in itself, right? It explains the whole trademark thing. Exactly. It's yeah. why they wanted to trademark the Liver Board. It's yeah. why they wanted to trademark well, the, tra- the Liver Board's already a registered trademark. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. This is why yeah. they've, been, they've been looking to trademark as many things as they yeah. can because these will become part of what essentially looks like the Air Jordan brand, but on a global scale. And this is where the fight in the court is now around how many shops they can oh, put yeah. the brand in. And the yeah, focus is on yeah. the shops. And the problem is that New Balance, in their own internal memos, couldn't meet the shops that Nike were proposing to do but they were telling Liverpool they can get them into at least three quarters of the amount of shops they're doing but they can't because the shops that they're proposing to put them in are are sneaker only shops and aren't full merchandising shops whereas Nike have Nike stores across the globe the focus on New Balance is to get them into running shops and that is not where they can sell the merchandise Mm. so that's where the big so Nike want to make the liveaboard the next Air Jordan symbol yeah. and yeah. that people that aren't even interested in football will be going around with a liveaboard on a cap that's, going over that's with a board on a pair of runners the, yeah they're going to use all their kind of their people like uh, well, LeBron James and people yeah. like that to kind Drake of, and all, all yeah, yeah, yeah boys, Drake yeah. exactly all these type people to say we'll be wearing Liverpool branded stuff all the time and because I think it was Nike can do 600 and something stars and New Balance yeah. can only do 200 and something. And they're saying that, yeah. oh, we have the 600. It's thousands. You're, uh, you're, it's thousands. It's you're not saying there's only, they only sneaker shops, they're not clothes And that's, this, the whole argument boils down to, because it's not just the baseline, and that's what the New Balance were originally arguing on. It's about where they can put footfall because they can extrapolate the, out the merchandise and sales. And then from the merchandise and sales, that's where your real money flows. That's where yeah. you become a brand in itself. Yeah. yeah. Like you could say, in some way, the club are taking a bit of a gamble. Because, you know... Well, it's kind of performance-related. Exactly, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Well, like betting on themselves, but, uh, aren't yeah, they, essentially, yeah. to but sustain... On, but yeah, the, but the, whole future, e- yeah. the whole ethos has been about performance Absolutely. anyway. I mean, yeah. They, yeah. But we thought we were quids in when we won the Champions League. We thought we were quids in mm-hmm. getting to the final. We thought this money was all coming. But in actual fact, that went all on wages because there were performance-related bonuses. 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 Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's, and, that's and the result when you... When you when you arrange these contracts. And if you run down your performance-related contracts in the way they've done it, they're also saying, we see wages not just as transfer fees, they're part of this. This is how the club manages to sustain itself and manages to make profits. And from them, they've lumped a load of money in. They're only going to take money out when there's sufficient money to take out and it's not going to damage the club. And they need the club to be profitable. They, If they can win trophies, develop the brand, get the commercial thing right, 
and there's profitability there for them, it's an appreciating asset. When they go to sell it, they're not selling a one billion or two yeah. billion. They're looking at a four billion asset to sell on, and that's a huge flip in terms of what they're looking at. Yeah. And, what, and the investment that Nike will put into um, massive growing the liveaboard brands yeah. globally, like. Like the, know, initial, the, the, the initial thing is to crack the states, and as I said to you, I mm. expect to see, if this comes true, that the tie-up will heavily involve initially the Air Jordan brand, because mm. that gets them in front of the biggest merchandise and sneaker crowd in the world, which is America. Mm, right? yeah. That immediately brings attraction. That's why Paris Saint-Germain didn't go with the Nike sign to bring out all their leisure wear. They've gone with the Air Jordan brand. So the colors. It's slick, but it's yeah. the colour scheme and everything fits yeah. with that mm. brand. And that's where they see is the biggest sale. They want to make this Liverpool yeah. sign as big as the, the NY, the, the socks, Yankees. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know where you got the 67 million thing from. Was that the James Pierce thing or was it Mo Charter's boat? I've been paying attention because what, what, uh, if you extrapolate it out, you can end up at about 115 million a season if you if you if you sell sufficient merchandise. Yeah. So, so they, keep, they keep talking about uh, net sales, mm-hmm. right? To me, net sales is you know re- retail pro, you know actual revenue brought in. But I mean, I have to have profit. You have you have your markup on that. So you've got, you've obviously got how much it costs you to put on the shelves. Right. Yeah, so no, net, but if you, you know, the cost of sales, the mm. per, you know, per um, per unit. Yep. Mm. You know, it can't be the retail. Like a lot of the calculations I've seen done, and especially from all, was on a retail price of seventy pound. Yep. Now, if you look at, like, I just pulled up an article. It was a BBC thing about where when you spend money on a short, where it goes. The breakdown. I think the the club typically take something like three percent. The actual manufacturer takes 11%. But that 3% you're talking about is not the club aren't taking 3%. But the, that 3% goes towards the cost of the deal to buy the rights to sell the club short in the first instance. You're okay, not getting yeah, additionality. They, they don't get. You're just getting a fixed yeah. sum every year. And Whereas this this is 20% of that price. Yeah. Instead anyway, so of 3%, the, it's 20%. Okay. 20% was, was VAT. Another 20% was retailer markup. Mm. Yeah. Um, if your cost is set. Now, I think like included in the kind of manufacturing design and everything else was the marketing so there was a massive portion of that 70 pound massive portion didn't come back near the manufacturer so i don't know how they could do a deal for net sales at the very top you know what i mean 20 percent of net sales because nike wouldn't make any money out of it in terms of the retail price in terms of net sales, it has to be so. It has to be like well below net that. Sale, sale. Net sales is the, like it has to be twenty percent well, of what the manufacturer. But you're looking at the fixed price. You're looking at the price cost per unit, right? When when the short leaves the factory and is sold to whatever the distribution channels are, they're buying because well, the how can they get? How could the they promise twenty percent to somebody else's? Because they know from the sales of jerseys, so they can say X amount of million, three two point nine million jerseys were sold last year. Yeah. Hmm. Sold. At £70. At whatever price New Balance was, at the average price of £70. Because don't forget, you've got the more expensive ones, which are long sleeves, and then you've got the players' jerseys as well on top of it. Or a black goalkeeper's jersey all, that you can't get. It's all very complicated, but what we do now is, it's more money for Liverpool. Huge money. Andy, it's mm. huge money. Yeah. Mm. Huge. And, and New and Balance, they're really, they're in, yeah. and the, you know, they've already started testing the water, haven't they? I mean... Ironically, it's New Balance doing it, but with these like special edition kits and all that sort of stuff, we're going to see more of that. You know, like the all black kits. Yeah. We're going to see loads, loads yeah. of these variants that come out. So, like, it's going yeah. to ex- the amount of merchandise that's available to us is just going to yeah. explode. Oh, so yeah. it's not just going to be x amount of the home shirt or x amount of the away shirt or the third shirt it's going to be there's going to be so much out there the ma- like the market's going to yeah. be flooded with all kinds of merchandise and we, we've seen it we've seen it uh, probably at a kind of a lower level when you know it had the night deal and mm. the mid 90s and they were breaking it you know they were becoming that global powerhouse i think we're we're oh, if we get Nike, we're going to be the flagship Soccer, yeah. you know. What we used to hear is that with the use of the Bob Hart, with the Bob that the the jersey sales were cover the cost of buying them. That's what yeah, that's what you used yeah, to hear on yeah. Pogba or whoever. Like so, maybe that could happen for us then. So that's, that's only stupid fuckers. Then. I know, it's all about time. It's all about time, and though, isn't it? As in, like we we we've won the European Cup. We've been there the last two years. You know, we're flying it in the league. We, we are the kind of, you know, I know City. 
a city, but but as far as like for the purists, I still think we've got the we've got the better attraction in terms yeah. of being that pre- premium brand. Yeah, and and as you say, time and it's 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 what a what a time for your your jersey contract to be running <laughs> exactly. Out. Mm. You know, and they, New Balance just want the best outcome here. And they you can see why you can see why you can see why they're a bit they're a bit miffed like you know what I mean yeah. like they came in and, and, and they've you know to be fair you can't knock the stuff that they've created for us yeah. and it's just it's just unfortunate you know that that someone someone bigger is going to come along and kind of gobble it up yeah well we've only a few minutes left we won't go into too much depth about the Spurs game mm-hmm. so we just we just do some uh, predictions of changes that we might see in the team and Scarlet. Start with you, Phil. Hugo Lloris is nominated for a Ballon d'Or, which proves that anyone can be nominated for a Ballon d'Or, regardless of what the fuck's going on. And he's been shit. Thanks, Phil. Paddy shit. <laughs> 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 are we at home in that match? Yeah, yeah, we are, yeah. Two two. Yeah. Two two. Two two. Yeah, I think I think this is one of our little sort of funky runs. A blip. Yep. That's fair enough. Do you see any changes in the Liverpool team? Yep. Salah, back. Salah in, um, and depending on who, what he lines up with, Genko. Brexit midfield, like no, <laughs> no. I, th- I think that I think that might be a game where he plays Oxley Chamberlain and tries to run at the the Spurs back four because they seem to be all over the fucking shop. Spurs are like you know as bad as United are, and you know they they've got that thing about them to come you know at home and to do us. Spores are on the ropes big time, mm. and they've always they always seem to struggle in Anfield. Sign Son, sign Ericsson, just fucking destroy them in, in in the in the in the January window. I think if we signed those two, nobody would ever beat us again for four years. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Pep and his drugs. Mm. Michael mm. Afferson, big as well. fucking yeah. Oh, yeah. horrible fraudiola fucking uh, Paddy Salazar. Could you see um, could you see Kate or Lalana? Starting for Liverpool next no, week. No, unless there's an injury to one of the, and I say as Phil was saying, Chamberlain Drugs. comes in before anyone. If if there is an injury, as to one of the sports back for because they're that fucking shit at the moment, and they don't have the proper goalkeeper either. The lucky pull some fella out of the crowd. For a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm noticing an awful lot of talk about the shape, the Liverpool shape, and how Klopp has changed things up, different games, um. James, you see a shape change around a change of a change of approach, freshen things up, give players a kind of a a different objective. Not against Spurs, no. No. As I said, like like Phil said, you know, Salah back in, um reckon we win two 0 Let them do the usual, throw yeah. their full backs up, we jump in behind them. Yeah. Trenton They don't even have full backs, they sell Trippier for whatever fucking reason to Atletico Move. Mm-hmm. That was a really good mm-hmm. move. Yeah. And have nobody to replace him. They're going into asking United for fucking Johnny Johnson or something like that to come in and play for him. <laughs> Ray, uh, your prediction: Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Unfortunately, I. Uh, Ray is at Wembley. I'll be at Wembley watching the NFL. Andy, believe Trubisky. it or not. Um, Mitchell Dolly. Yeah. Will you listen to on the radio or anything? I haven't even thought that far ahead, actually. Um, yeah, probably I'll probably try and follow it one way or another. There might be some watch-alongs. Is that in the Spurs Stadium or is it in Wembley? Uh, no, it's at Wembley. It's at Wembley, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll see if I can find a good watch-along maybe on my phone, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Dave's doing one. Hopefully Dave's doing one. I'll, I'll listen to that. Um no, I think his rotation is likely to come in the midweek games now over the next few weeks. So, you know, he's got the opportunity to rest some players uh, again for the two Genk games and the Arsenal game. And I think he will pretty much stick to his tried and trusted, bring Salah back in for the for the league games. Um, and I think I think could be tight. I, I think could be something like 3-2. Against Spurs, I think it'd be an entertaining game. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four one to Liverpool. Four one. Yeah. I think we we uh, we just get back into it. Salah. Mm. I'm prediction at two 0 Sorry. And there's two 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 nails. Yeah. Two out. Doctor Doom was back. <laughs> <laughs> I think we. I think if this is well, actually, no, I'm not gonna say four nails because Allison's back now. 
So we're not conceding. So we're not conceding. We didn't have just like we did yesterday, really. Two saves. Two saves. Yeah. Two saves. And the only one he extended on, and he dropped that one. Go on, what were you saying? No, that was he was just messing. <laughs> Tired. Yeah. <laughs> Hadn't right. dived in weeks. I wonder how um, poor Adrian's feeling now. It's it now, isn't it? Yeah, nobody's even spared a thought. Like, Alison came back in. It wasn't <laughs> even a talking point. Adrian's being bombed. I know. He's crying into does, his does yellow he, towel now. He's, uh, playing, he's playing again. He's playing against man. Arsenal and Gank. Uh, true, mm. he is. He's not finished that, he, and he'd probably well when we're he might bring him back in for the Gank away game. Yeah, I play him. The, I play him against yeah. Gank in both games. Like, yeah. honestly, but well, you're not worried about it. No, no. Mm. no. better Norse in Allison. I think he plays plays him against Gank on Wednesday because he just wants to get his match fitness up. Plays him against Spurs, and then lets Adrian play against Arsenal in the, in the League Cup, mm. and maybe against Gank at home. Yeah, Adrian. You know, yeah. Adrian. Yeah, because you've got what well, you've got Villa then. Mm. Yeah. And then you've got City. Yeah, before the uh, break. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget, we need Fabinho to get a yellow card. We do. Yeah, Any, anything else happens. He, yeah, he's on four, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So in yeah. the last two minutes of the game, just go out and kick the ref in the leg or something like that. Would you that like? might be yeah. a send. High came. He 100%, 100%, 100% gets his yellow. He has to get his yellow. We leave it there. Uh, I've been your host. Thanks as always. I've been your host, Andy. <laughs> 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 Thanks as always to Ray, James, Paddy, and uh, Father Casey. Back <laughs> <laughs> off! Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Don't go dependable. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a kid we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.